Well, welcome to Sanctuary First and to the weekly review. Have we not got a great show for you tonight? This is the place to be, and this is the place to stay, and this is a place to tell your pals to come and join us because we've got a great day, a great panel with us tonight. First of all, a huge welcome to our guest, Fiona Reynolds, who's joining us this week again. Fiona, great to have no. you with us. Fiona's been our writer for this week, and uh, those of you who uh, follow Sanctuary First and follow the daily readings, you'll have enjoyed reading and being challenged by some of the, the, the stuff that uh, Fiona's been writing this week. And also a big welcome to Pete Cochran, who comes to join us tonight. Pete comes in from a Sanctuary First um, Friday night jam sessions, or Friday afternoon jam sessions. He's a regular contributor there. And he was sounding so good today that I couldn't help but just uh, throw out a line and hope that he might join us. And he said he would do it. So great to have, us, have you with us tonight, Pete. Thank you. And uh, welcome also to Laura Dagen, who joins us again as our, our usual panelist. Hello. Uh, and, uh, and Ian Jimison with us again tonight. As uh, Good to have you back again, Ian. Thank you, man. Good to be here. Good to be here. So listen, guys, we're, uh, we're in a, a, a kind of the middle of a lockdown. Things are, people are feeling kind of just pretty low. So tonight we're going to try and lift everybody high and get everybody feeling a lot better and feeling the, the ability that we can go on. One of the themes we're going to be looking at tonight is resilience. And uh, how is it, why is it that as human beings, the thing that makes us human is also this sense of resilience that we're able to get through this. We can lift ourselves up and we can bounce higher than we can ever imagine. And with God's help, we can even do that higher. We can bounce even higher. So we're going to be thinking and reflecting upon some of those things this evening. So, but before we go into that, let's just have a wee bit of chat together. Uh, what's your week been like, Laura? I always just like to give you that wee kind of lead in and you set the tone for us. <laughs> well, uh, my, my week's it's been all right. I've, uh, no, I've, I've been feeling, I was starting to kind of flag a wee bit. You know, I've started to flag just with the, just with the, with the lockdown restrictions. And uh, so today I decided, no, no, I need to kind of shake myself up. So the folk that um, tuned in this morning for prayers. It's early morning uh, prayers, <laughs> seven o'clock in the morning. You've oh. seen what a, what a star still going at, at, at eight o'clock at night on Sanctuary First. We do long shifts here, Jimison. Don't think you're the only one, you know. <laughs> uh, well, I was telling, I was telling them our friends on this on the morning prayers that 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 was I, I have been missing a. Dancing and singing, and uh, do you know what? I've been quite inspired actually by do you know that that Bez, you know, Bez from the Happy Mondays, yes, <laughs> he's <laughs> doing he's doing uh, these workouts now, you know. So he was doing workouts for you know, forget about uh, Joe Wicks, Bez is doing the workouts. <laughs> well, I think it's maybe more for like us kind of oldies, you know, <laughs> it's not for the youngsters. Is this what you're moving into no. now? You're going to be trying to get the workouts after the morning prayer at seven o'clock. Oh, so I was like, oh. I'm getting them. I thought, no, I'll get back because I really have missed, you know, singing and dancing. So I'm thinking I need to have a wee bit. I think I need this every day now, you know, even if it's just. In the house, just you know, oh. shake my maracas. Fiona, <laughs> Fiona, uh, uh, you take us up. I mean, you're the parish minister up in in <laughs> So I mean, you, you. I'm sure you're not doing that. You're at daily prayer at half past six in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> che whilst checking my eyelids, still keep the light out. Um, yeah. Uh, well, th this week has been um, a little bit chilled. So I've, I've just had two weeks leave in inverted commas not that we went anywhere um so this week I was just coming back into clearing a little bit of backlog from leave before getting into things proper next week so it's been a kind of quiet build back uh, up into uh, into what I think is going to be a long few months so mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah getting the decks cleared has been this week okay and Pete what, what's 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 work been like for you this week? Um, 
<clears throat> my week has been quite good, actually, Albert. Um, to be honest, I went. Uh, I play in a band, and uh, we went into the studio to kind of rehearse and go over some of the tracks that are going to be in an album. Um, and that was, you know, that was the first time we'd been in in about maybe a month or two. Um, and it was it was good to be connected, you know, musically um, to people. And uh, it's, that was one of the highlights of the week. The other highlight was uh, Jim Steele giving me a guitar, which is, uh, you know, it was very unexpected. And uh, he dropped it off yesterday and he, ex he explained where he got it. And it was, you know, it was, it was, I was very touched by that. It's a beautiful guitar. And I, I, I could never afford one of them, you know. Um, the world I come from, I would have probably, <laughs> uh, that would be long gone from my possessions. Um, so to have one now was, um, was incredible. And uh, I got a song at it already. You know, it's one of those guitars you can play anything and it sounds amazing. But wow. I've struggled with it. See, homeschooling is tough, you know. Teachers don't get paid enough. Oh, I know. It's hard, isn't it? It's very difficult. Because um, kids, the boundaries with children and teachers are very different from the boundaries at home. When you say something to your child, sometimes you've got to say it three or four times before it sinks in. Whereas they say it and the teacher, there's peer pressure, there's lots of people around that, you know, I'm going to do it. Um, it's a lot more, sometimes I felt like a bit of hostage negotiator this week more than a parent, you know. Um, it's been tough, but it's... I was, I was telling somebody about my six-year-old granddaughter and Sarah Jane, my daughter, say, going through, you know, homeschooling. And uh, one of the questions was that she was to write a word with two S's at the end. And, uh, and the six-year-old Sophia said, octopus. And her mum said, no, that's not how you spell octopus. And she kept on saying, no, it's octopus. That's how it's, it's going to be octopus. So eventually her mum didn't want to fight anymore with her. She said, you want to put octopus down? Put octopus down. So she put octopus down. And then she got a snippy note from the teacher back. It'd be quite good if parents would check the children's homework. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. Sarah Jane wasn't too happy. She said, do you think I don't know how to spell octopus? Yeah. Well, Ian, what's your week been like? Well, do you know this has been an amazing week, really, honestly, amazing week. Um, because do you know we've had the best and 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 worst of times in a way. I mean, the sad thing is that we've seen our country creep over a hundred thousand people dead. That's like Kilmarnock dead. Everybody. It's shocking. It's a shocking statistic. We are, in fact, the worst in the world. And it's stunning. However, let me just temper that by saying something. The thing about the UK is that the UK are desperately honest about things. We're honest to a fault. So if there is anything that can remotely be connected with coronavirus, that is how we will report it as a coronavirus death. So in actual fact, we kind of do ourselves down. And if and when when all of this is washed out and we actually look at the world statistics, I'm not sure the UK will look as bad as it currently looks right now. Um, however, we have done one thing spectacularly and wonderfully well. It's what we always do. We've made a brilliant recovery. We invested in vaccinations. We invested in factories to make vaccinations. And these are now coming to fruition. We are almost twice ahead of all of the other nations in the world in vaccinating people to protect them against the virus. And that's not just protection for now in the next few months. That's protection for perhaps a year, maybe longer, maybe even longer than that. We don't know. But it's wonderful because just now we feel rightly that, you know, we're, we're, in the, we're, we're still locking down, we're still having to sacrifice, but the sacrifices we've made for each other are going to come to fruition really soon now. And in the next few months, you're going to start to see uh, a lessening of lockdown. You're going to start to see the very vulnerable groups of people protected against coronavirus, the pandemic. And this terrible part of world history, because people, that is what we're living through right now. This is the history of the world writ large in front of you. 
with every step you take, with everybody you speak to. We are living through a once in a generation thing, but that once in a generation thing is probably going to be turned around by the ingenuity of people and by human beings' resilience to come together, to come together and make something happen. And that's what we've done with the vaccine over and over again, not just in this country, but in other countries around the world. We have come together and we have decided that, we, you know, that we're going to work with one purpose. And that's an amazing thing. And look at what we've done. Yeah. Now we're looking at something that can actually prevent the worst parts of the vaccine. And while it's been a hard journey and it has been the hardest of journeys, it's almost unimaginably hard for some families out there. And I, and I grieve for them. I, I do. I, I think it it must have been awful. Um, and certainly at the front line where I work, it's hard work. It's hard work every single minute of every single day. But do you know what? You do it and you get up the next morning, you do it again, you get up the next morning, you do it again. Because that's what you do. That's how we roll. Um, and again, that of itself is an amazing and wonderful thing. And the fact that the, the people that work in, you know, Tesco's and the garage, the people that, that do the jobs that keep this country running, they get up every morning and they do it again and they do it again and they start again tomorrow. And it's an amazing thing to see. It's, it is so wonderful. I think the, 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 the outpouring of goodness from the human spirit, the ability to work together uh, is bearing fruit now. And these fruits are about to come. Um, they're about yeah. to come soon. Ian, it's, it's, good. It's, good to, it's good to hear some positive spins on things and to see, to look for the good and to guard the good and to proclaim, you know, highlight the good that's around because so often it is, it, it, it is easy to be negative as well and pick up all the negativity, you know. Mm. Um, I'm wondering, uh, I'm wondering if uh, Pete, you've got a song, or do you need a wee bit more time to think about to come up with something? I'm going to opt out for the easy option and play something that I've kind of previously written, Albert. Yeah. Um, as, as much as I like the pressure, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to take it off a little bit. Um, and this song, um, <clears throat> for, I'm a recovering addict, right? Um, and a lot of my songs are about um, my experiences um, during active addiction. And uh, talking about resilience, asked for the longest time, sought resilience from an external source, you know, through substances um, and other things. And uh, what I've come to learn is all the resilience I've ever needed um, was in myself, and it was in um, a power greater than me, you know, my own higher power. Um, and it kind of took me a long time to understand that, that um, that's where my resilience came from. And I've survived a lot in insane situations where I, you know, I should not be alive. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm still here and I'm, you know, I've kind of, kind of come to understand that I'm here for a reason, you know? Um, and I think these songs kind of reflect some of that journey. Um, and this song particularly is about resilience um, and finding it in myself particularly. Um, and it's called Just To Be Me. And it's about all the things that I went through to not feel myself when all I needed to do was be myself. Uh-huh. Um, in addiction, um, or anybody going through any kind of trouble sometimes, you will you go through a lot just to to not feel yourself. And it's the most important thing I've learned to do is just to be present and feel myself. Um, and it helps me deal with situations a lot better than it would in the ways that I used to do it in the past, or getting angry or getting stressed. I turn my will over to God and I just let go of control and I find things are a lot more manageable right. um, than they are when I am trying to control and run the situation, you know? And that's kind of where the song goes as well. Just to be me. Oh. Volume. Filling my time in the worst of ways Killing my time just to get 
through the days I had no soul I had no light I had to feel nothing to get through the night Lost and alone with no comfort inside Far from home Far from life And through it all I ever wanted through it all I ever needed was just to be me, just to be me. Sometimes it's so hard just to be me. Wishing and thinking my time away Living and dying, I was going insane Life had no meaning, life had no hope Filling my head in the worst of ways And under it all, I was afraid I could not cope could not escape And through it all I have wanted And through it all I have needed Was just to be me Just to be me Sometimes it's so hard just to be me. Now I take time get through the day a little self-love will make it okay I'm given a chance I'm showing away I'm taking my time just to get through the day minute by minute is sometimes away now I have love I am okay And through it all I have wanted And through it all I have needed Was just to be me Just to be me Sometimes it's all right just to be me. Wow, I love that line. Sometimes it is right. I can, I can see a sink in that song's future there, Pete, by the way. <laughs> see a good you know, sink. I was thinking about Fiona's writing this week and the the one where she talks about uh, fierce curiosity. <laughs> and I was thinking about Jesus and how Jesus could walk and call different people just to be themselves. He didn't ask them to become somebody else, but he asked them to follow him and be themselves in following him and bringing out the very best within them. And I just thought that as we were, as I heard you singing that one, Pete, that, that kind of reading of um, that, that, that Fiona gave this week on, on March chapter one was, was quite poignant. 
I think it's one of the the, the really tough things of um, you, you know when you've got all these uh, disciples. No, you've got Jesus to start with, and you've got all these disciples, and then you've got centuries worth of saints showing you how it is to live the Christian life, and then it's having the faith to that you're being called as the unique person. Um, that's really tough sometimes to hold on to. You want to emulate other people and 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 to have the trust that you 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 are enough just as you are um and and to go with it is that's that's a big lesson for me personally um i i wonder if though if that's um human beings natural you know insecurity and their natural drive to minimize what they actually are and how wonderful they actually are mm. you know it's that thing that you that you sometimes say to people that you see them as far more wonderful than they see themselves because it's all about perspective. Do you know there's a story? Yeah, Ian, there's a story told, I think it was about Amy Carmichael, who was the, I think she was a, a missionary to India. And uh, she always wanted to have a, she had brown eyes. This is a story, seems as she told. She, all, she had brown eyes and she always wanted to have blue eyes and, and, and blonde hair. And she always wanted that all her life. And she was growing up as a teenager. She had this dark hair and these brown eyes. And uh, she ended up a missionary in India. And uh, many years later in India, while we was in a missionary, she there was a she was wearing, she started to wear all the Indian clothes, you know, and be completely integrated into India. And one of, she says one of the greatest compliments was that one of the Indian children said to her, "You know, you're just like one of us." You've got the same colour of hair and you've got the same colour of eyes as we have. <laughs> and, you know, all of a sudden you start to see God has our hand in our lives and our uniqueness and what makes us stand out unique. He can use that for his glory. But that's what's amazing, isn't it? It's just that that fact that how amazing we are. Do you know that's, that, that, that thing we are wonderfully and fearfully made? It's such a true thing about who we are and what we are, and you know what 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 the the little things that we do that mean so much to other people that may mean nothing to us at all, or that we're throwaway comments from ourselves. That's what I find in my life is, you know, sometimes you'll find that the little things you say um, have huge import for people, or the things that you do that you didn't think were anything that were everything to somebody else and you know god chose to use that it's phenomenal it's brilliant the other thing i liked about this funeral was how you used that word curiosity i never thought that before about the the curiosity of the disciples following jesus you know and and you make out the point i think I, you know you highlight the point you know you know you you certainly would be more thoughtful about whether you're going to go and, and follow this guy or or you talked about maybe they did know him, but regardless of whether they knew Jesus before or not, there was this curiosity of where will it all end up? And I think that's, I that was a lovely thought. Well, I, I, I'm not really sure what sparked, I think maybe James said something that maybe sparked that idea to me, but one of the things um, I have been blessed to learn about over the last uh, year to 18 months is around um, stuff to do with adverse childhood experiences and the power of connection and that kind of thing. And one of the women who's at the forefront of it talks a lot about curiosity and how without curiosity, we become quite um, defensive mm -hmm. um, and, and, and throw the guards up. Whereas if we try and uh, embody curiosity, um, then we're much more open to, to seeing people and solutions rather than problems um and they uh, yeah and, and i was thinking what ian just said about how you know that that voice that we have in us that 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 kind of scoffs at the fearfully and wonderfully made but a, a lot of kids don't a lot of i just love i mean i love going into the schools when i could and, and the really young kids who like want to ask all the questions and i've got the big wide eyes and and as I was writing that, that very piece, I'm thinking, when do we lose that? How and when do we lose that? Mm -hmm. um, and I think some of us get it back later on in life, but it takes a lot of, <laughs> it takes a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is, same, 
it, it's it's a wee bit sad as well because you do you think it's uh, it, even like I I I feel myself just now I feel that this I've spoke about this before on here that I feel like um during this time uh like lockdown and COVID over the past year I feel that like it it feels to me like my heart has contracted. You know, where I, I had uh, I, I feel I feel like I've got a kind of like, like a wee bit of a childlike spirit, but I feel, I feel like that's kind of you know going just now. And this what you wrote that like this is really stuck with me this week. Um like because I, I think this is a uh, this is like really challenging. You know, so when when like and, and I wasn't like saying when do we lose, I'm like, when did when did I lose my sense of, you know, immediate curiosity? And and it's it's a I, I think there's something about fear. And I think it's there's there's times I think when we're when we're children and I think that's when we start, you know, maybe when we go to school, whenever we, you know, kind of leave the comfort of home and have to step out. I think that's I think maybe then because then it's like you're getting molded to be like um you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a wee kind of mold that you've got to fit. You know, when you go to school. <laughs> you know, I just have. Know, I, I find that a weird thing that you you, you say in that, Laura, because you know when I come on here on a Friday night, that see what you've said about yourself, I don't see that. And when I see the clips of you in the morning, I don't see that. In fact, everything you say that you felt you haven't embodied. In fact, throughout all of this, I feel you have embodied that. And and that's what I've taken from a lot of the things you've said, spoken about and prayed about um, and been in the Sunday services and talked about. So how interesting, isn't it? That, and I'm sorry to make it so personal, but why not? You know, it's Friday night to do. Um, why not make it personal? Well, um, certainly. Certainly, all the times I've known I, you, Ian. I don't, I don't feel that at all about you at all. <laughs> Any all the times I've known you, Ian, I'm quite sure your mother would wish wish you you weren't so curious even now. The curiosity of Jimison will get him into trouble once again. It's, it's never, never a good thing, but you know, it's it you know, I think there's, there's whenever you, I think what it is is see when you feel safe. I think you can have that. Yes. You feel safe. You can have that. You know, curiosity. Like, oh, you know, like, well, where will yes. we, where, where can we go? I've got nothing to lose. You know, you know, because I was thinking as well, like, you know. If I was to have met Jesus by the seashore, you know, would, would I have just went off with him? You know, I'll come, I'll come. <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking, if I was now, my mum would be like, what, you've met some man down the seashore? Eh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's like, I think it's whenever I have, you know, what have you got to lose? You know, what, what, and, and I think over this time, I think a lot of years have felt, you know, this past year that there is, a lot to lose but when you have that when you can regain you know when you can hold on to the curiosity or or recapture it or regain it you know there's so much freedom in that because then you're able to find the solutions as you said you know Fiona, <clears throat> you know you can find ways around it new ways of thinking and 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 then it's exciting but it's it's getting over the 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 kind of fear of falling fear of losing everything and just being like Aye, let's go. Let's go. There's, let's say, uh, oh, oh, I could talk about this all night. But you know, the thing is, Laura, though, throughout all of this, although there's been a lot of that sensation for a lot of us, been, you know, cramped in in a sense, and, you know, having to live um, our, our lives within four walls, there's been lots of cooperation and sacrifice and. And, and love between people and care between people that looking out for each other that hadn't happened before. You know, I find myself doing things for my mum and dad that I probably would, wouldn't have done for them for years, you know, like buying them food and dropping it off, you know, and getting my mum flowers and dropping it off. 
or walking the dog around. I mean, no offence to my mum, I love her and all that, but, you know, I do other stuff in my time a lot of the time, and, you know, and Joanne handles that. No offence, but I love, I love you to bits. But, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, um, you know Sheena, but I do... I'll, we'll edit this bit out, Sheena. We'll this bit out. <laughs> yeah, listen, just zip it at this point. <laughs> you're, just, you're, you're, digging, you're digging the hole. You're digging the hole. But it's always nice to give her flowers, we so. <laughs> um, oh dear. See this one you wrote about. What would uh, what would you do? And it's the Simon Peter standing denying oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. I thought you handled that really in an interesting way. Is that interesting in inverted commas there, no, Albert? No, 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 not at no, all. No, no, that's, that's a really interesting one because this was what I wanted to talk about as well. Yeah, talk, it, talk, it, talk it through, talk it through if you want to talk it through. I, well, I just, I, I, I suppose we say, you know, Peter said he wouldn't deny and then when he is in the situation, he does do it. I have to say, in that charged state of you know, the, everybody around the courtyard and, and he's been taken off to, you know, to be questioned and all the rest of it. And and essentially your life's on the line. You know, if they figure out who you are, you're getting dragged off there too. I just, it's, it's really easy, you know, either for us sitting in the pews or up standing up preaching to say, oh, you know, bad Peter denied three times. Would you deny your Lord and Saviour? And, you know, this kind of stuff. And I have to say, Probably, <laughs> do you know? Um, and if I and if I didn't deny him, I, I I don't know where that would come from. It'd have to come from a strength from from somewhere mm. else because I'm a bit of a fierty, um, you know, to be honest. So, um, and and as I said, and I've I've come to loathe that sense of do you know what would you do if because, um, do you know you just don't know. I I mean I spent during my navy days we did training for x y and z and you know during an exercise it's one thing during the real thing it's there's a in some ways you click into gear but in other ways i remember i i dealt with a very very minor flood on a ship and i got through the flood and then i just at the end i just mucked up my mind went back i just told everyone they could go back to their work and there's this big pile of water sat somewhere do you know and my brain just didn't work the way you train so yeah, I just, I kind of, I feel for Peter anyway. I've got a bit of sympathy for Peter um, generally, but yeah. And I think, I, I think it's about not judging people. It's yeah. about not looking at people and say, well, I wouldn't do that. Or, or I would have done that better if that had been me. Or until you're there. Mm-hmm. Until you're there, you yeah, I remember. I remember Ian saying something about Ian's a trainer. He trains doctors as well. He kind of he's a, a kind of a assessor. Is that what it is? You're not a trainer. I, you're, I, I, you're I, an I praise doctors. I praise doctors and talk to and them about things. But I am but, also a trainer. Yeah. Yeah, but you've told me before that you you try not to home in on on the mistakes that someone's made, but you try to see get people to see that they can do better the next time. Always, because the truth is that, I mean, I've been there many, many times. My career is all about that, in fact, um, where, you know, you, you, you train and you, you learn about a situation. And then one day, unexpectedly, always unexpectedly, it becomes real. And you really don't know how you'll react or how you'll think or how you'll organise things until you're actually physically there in the scenario and in the situation. And, you're, and you know, Fiona's is right to say your training kicks in to an extent, but you don't actually know until afterwards, you know, how you'll, how you'll feel. I, I, and before, I've, I've had quite a storied career in a lot of ways, um, but I remember one time, um, been in quite a, a, a dodgy scenario in a job that I was doing um, in a, a custodial setting and, and a dodgy thing happened um, and it was quite a sketchy situation to be in and uh, at one point and I kind of went in and did the whole thing but and somehow in my mind I kind of felt that 
it was like a movie set, you know, I would just go in and I would just do do the business and talk talk the dude down and everything would be fine. And you know, somewhere somewhere in the background, a director's going to yell cut until halfway through <laughs> I'm in this scenario thinking there isn't any director, there's just kind of me and my shirt and this guy with a shank. This is not a good place for me to be. But anyway, but you get on with it and you do your thing. And it's only afterwards that you think, you know, oh my goodness me, that 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 could all have gone really, really wrong. And what was I thinking of? Putting everybody in risk, you know, in, in, in the way that I, I felt at the time. I mean, probably if you analyse that, it, it wasn't as bad as I think about it. But I always think about it as just, what was I thinking of? Um, you know, so I, I, I think that's... It's that reality. You're confronted by the reality of your of your plans, uh, and what do you have to fall back on? And and I think that's where, um, you know, Christianity really comes in, and faith comes in. You know, the faith that, you know, I'm going to get through this, and if I don't get through this, then I'm still going to get through it, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what I mean? It, it, it's a different thing, and and you, you you can never. And and I work I work in an industry where everybody is criticised after the fact. Aye. Do you know, but people sitting in ivory towers that have never been where you've been. They've never been in that situation. And yet they can, can they pontificate and judge people on the actions that they took of a moment in a moment of, say, stress or whatever was going on. And they then see fit to then judge somebody and judge somebody negatively. Um, and that doesn't help anybody. You know, the negative judgment, um, it's good to point out where people can do better, but the negative judgment, the kind of, you did that and that's your fault, it's such a, it, it doesn't help. Right. Um, and you think you learn from the mistakes, you know, you become, a, you become a better leader, you know, if mm-hmm. you're able to kind of reflect and be like, well, like, this is what I've done wrong and this is what I would do differently. And I think in the case of Peter, you know, I think Peter, you know, it affected him so deeply that, you know, it it was, it made him a better leader, you know. And, you know, he would be able to, like, understand. And also, you know, at a time whenever they were going to face persecution and things like that, you know, he, he would have understood exactly how people would have felt, you know. Like, well, you know, you know can we say we're Christians? You know, mm-hmm. he would have understood them. He would have known what to say to them and to encourage them. And, you know, and through what people think is like, oh, a terrible thing that he done. Actually, he probably did the church a great service afterwards. Yeah. I, I, I don't think... Can I, can I just say to Pete, we've got another Pete here. Uh, <laughs> and uh, can I just say maybe... After the next one, if you could have something up your sleeve to sing for us, to just give us a wee break from our discussion tonight. Yes, certainly. Yeah. Just kind of um, thinking about the denial, but then coming into the next bit, uh, where you, you can tell that all you need is love, where this Jesus confronts Peter, and Peter is confronted with Jesus in the denial and the the, the break the you know, the breaking relationship, but then it's healed through. Through love, and I thought, that, again, but that's what isn't that what that's why what happened to Peter is Peter is the everyman in that situation. Mm-hmm. Peter did what almost everybody would do if their lives are on the line. Do you know what I mean? You would use any kind of justification to think if you could just live a bit longer, you might be able to redeem yourself somehow or or make it all right mm-hmm. or replay it over in your mind and it was fine. Peter is that guy, but it's Jesus's love that, that says, you know, it's all right. Mm-hmm. You're still my friend, you're still precious, you're still the best. I forgive you. Now that is an amazing lesson in forgiveness, isn't it? I mean, the whole Peter story is a lesson in that's what God's love is all about. There is nothing that can separate you from God's love. Mm-hmm. So Peter does. He's an example as well. And he's, he's like a loving example of, I think, that this kind of journey from, you know, from being able to kind of 
love in a you know like love in a way you know that humans like would generally love you know like I can you know love my love my brother love my love my family love my friends and then in this in his journey you know he learns that you know he'd be able to love in the way that Jesus loves you know the the agape love and it's it's just so you know it's he's a he's an example to us all you know it's a it's just, it is, it's just amazing. <laughs> I, I think Peter is brilliant there because, you see, the thing about Peter is that he, he actually gets, you know, a lot of people say to me, oh, well, I've never done X, Y, or Z, right? You know, I've never done, I don't know, drugs, alcohol, whatever. I mean, you name it, put your thing in there. I've never done it. You know, I've never had an affair. I've never done this. I've never done, you know, therefore, I am a good person. Like, therefore that says something about me. Well, do you know what, it, it might, but I would be very hesitant to judge the people that have mm-hmm. gone down that path. Because the truth is, I may not have had their temptation or their story. Mm-hmm. How can I put my story on somebody else's story and then make a judgment upon them? I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the guy in the consulting room. I wasn't the guy on the spot. I wasn't the guy with those choices. And I didn't have the upbringing uh, that that led me to whatever it was that I was going to go or had the friends that led me down that road. Do you see what I mean? My life was different. So how can I then judge people whose lives was different? You can't do that. That's what Peter says. You can't judge. Yeah. Fiona, I noticed that you'd set out really nicely in that passage, a little kind of exposition of the Greek, and you had got, do you agape me? And then, uh, uh, and yes, Lord, you know, I, I feel you. Yes. And, you know, and then at the end, you also say, God meets us where we are and invites us to work uh, to, to the work of God's kingdom, because Jesus then ends up using the word filio. Peter, yeah. it's all right for you to fill on me. Do you want yeah. to say a wee bit more about that? Well, I just, I, I mean, I'm not a Greek scholar um, in any way, shape or form, but I just, I find it, re- when I did discover this um, difference in the words in this passage, it's always struck me as really curious and I'm still not convinced I've got anywhere with it. I was waiting for a barrage of theologians telling me I was wrong, um, but a, I one of the things I think is that the fact that we've got agape, filio, agape, filio, okay, filio. Yeah, I can, I can do that. For now, I can do that. And Jesus says, okay, that's enough. Let, let's go with that and, mm-hmm. and take it from there. Um, because I, I think if he just kept demanding agape, um, I, that would have been too much. Um, and when he recognises where Peter is and, and, and goes with that then there's just so much grace in that you know um and yeah I I think that's I think that was that was what came at it this time when I was I was writing this this Mm -hmm. idea of being met and saying do you know if you can't give us 120 percent I'll take 76 or you know and I think it can take it can take us a whole lifetime to be able to love like that Mm-hmm. You know, because there's always going to be times that, you know, we, you know, we really want to, we want to be able to love like that, but it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> hard work. Sometimes it's yeah. hard just to be able to, like, you know, love to be fond of, you know, just to be able to love your brother, you know, mm-hmm. it, it can be hard. That, that's possibly the toughest one, do you know, when they say brotherly love, you're like, really? Listen, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you got, have you, sorry, you can save something for the other I, I was just, sorry, just a quick one. As, as Ian and Laura were talking there, I think that what it just dawned on me was this idea that it's not the, in many ways, it's not the breakup. It's not what we do wrong that's important. It is how we come back together. You know, it's that recreating the, the connection and, and, and the relationship. Um, I was thinking about like, you know, when you exercise and your muscle fibers break and as they come, as they regrow, become stronger. Um, you know, there's a lot of science around, Ian, you'll know this better than me, but there's a lot of science about how making up is the is a powerful thing that builds a relationship and takes you forward. So that's what I was thinking as you guys were speaking. I mean, it absolutely is. I mean, one of the scientific facts is that um, 
you know, relationships, human relationships, like uh, man and wife, or part, you know, partner, partner, whatever. Uh, the the thing, the, the relationship that, that that lasts, you know, 50 years, 60 years, until death do you part, is the relationship that's always repairing itself. <laughs> it's the one where you're fighting all the time. I mean, Mrs. Jameson will definitely recognise this, you know, where she's consistently angry with the things that I don't do uh, or do. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and what Joanne and I do is we always daily repair our relationship. And I, I mean, you know, God willing, it's, it's still fine. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's been 28 years, 29 years we've been together and we repair our relationship every single day. And, and, what psychologists have said is that's what makes a long marriage. You know, if if you never ever ever fight, that's maybe not such a good place to be. But then I wouldn't. You know, I'm too much a judge. Mm. There might be, yes. you know, put the posh and becks of, I don't know, the sanctuary first world. Which <laughs> well, listen, um, <laughs> uh, can I ask Pete if he's got a song for us around this theme, or just another song would be great, Pete. Yeah, I've probably got a few. I was actually kind of sitting, struggling, thinking what would tie in. Um, it's quite an interesting discussion about connection because um, I've come to learn that it's, it's really is the opposite of addiction. It's the opposite of a lot of problems in life. Um, and one of the best things about getting connected is getting connected to myself. Well, for me, personally, was getting connected to myself um, and getting connected to higher power because I lived in a very isolated world. Um, and it's a kind of... It's a, very lonely world as well. It's full of negativity. Um, and one of the things I learned in psychology is we're drawn to negative things because it keeps us safe. But when you're constantly looking for ways to stay safe, you'll never see negative, you'll never see darkness. And that's all I've ever seen, you know, was just the, the worst in everything. Um, because that's what I was drawn to, because that's all I'd known, because it was in me and I would put it out in other people as well. Um, so there's this song, I'm quite fond of this song. Um, it's probably not entirely the theme as such but it's about being in a dark place and making friends with that darkness and you can, it can become your best friend um, and your worst friend at the same time um, it's called World of Pain it's pretty self-explanatory well the last time my battery was dying on my guitar so my guitar had disappeared the sound so it might be a bit louder this time apologies <laughs> Find me near, I beat the greatest minds, 
that song oh, it's... oh that's good that reminds me of the theme tune to the wire man that's good <laughs> i love it quite proud of that to be fair um it happened very very quickly as well um as most of my songs do eh? um, <laughs> you would say <laughs> but I, I i don't take credit right and this is going to sound really strange but a lot of the time i'll get a piece of music right and i'll get i'll get stuck and i'll just i'll say like like that song that we recorded, I'm like, please, just, God, just help me finish this. You know, it's praying for myself, it ends, but I think there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a kind of altruistic motive, you know, um, which is to share it with other people. And that's one of the things I've kind of come to realize is that I was given this incredible gift to make music and I shied away from it for a long time and I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't take it, I wouldn't perform, I wouldn't do anything. You know, I just, I didn't want to know because I was just so lost. Um, and I see all these signs, you know, people are giving me stuff, they're getting me to record, they're helping me perform, I'm getting given guitars. And it's like these signs are going, look, do what you're good at. Stop trying to do what you think you're good at and actually do what you're good at. Um, and it's good for me as much as it's good for other people. Uh, you know, it's good for me yeah. the most because it's going to help me find where I feel most comfortable, which is just interpreting all the madness that I've lived in and turn it into songs, you know. Um, Wonderful, Pete. Wonderful. Do you know, this leads me to the next thing you wrote about this week, Fiona. Some things must be broken. And, it, and the link for that, for me, from what, what Pete's been talking about, is um, the, the payback. You know, and the, the danger is that we can be forgiven. And we can be forgiven and we can experience love. And people can forgive us in a loving way. But we are damned if we're going to if we're going to show that to somebody else, you know. We expect it. We expect us to get it, but we won't give it to anyone else. Mm -hmm. And and it's the same with the gift that maybe you're talking about the gift that you've been given. You, Pete, you've been talking about the gift of music, and you're enjoying it. But it's got to be given away, you know. It's got to be paid forward. Uh, and I just thought that was quite that that kind of some things must be broken. Um, I don't know if anybody wants to comment on what uh, Fiona was saying about that. I, I, I would say um, that, that there's a thing that comes to me um, from, uh, I, I don't know if it was C.S. Lewis that wrote it, um, but it was this idea that, that nothing is ever wasted. You know, and I think of all the things in my life, stuff that I've done that's just not so good. Um, and things that I've been involved in that weren't so good, um, and ways that I felt that also weren't so good, and people I've hurt, um, people that have hurt me, and places that I've been where I've felt very hurt and abandoned and lost. Uh, and I've thought to myself at the time, what what was all that about? You, really, you know, I've, I've I've looked back at situations thinking, why did I, why did that have to happen? You know, I've joked about it before in this podcast, but it's very true. It's that whole thing, you know, you say that prayer, you know, oh, Lord, change me to the person you want me to be, but I've got to go easy this time, right? Because the last time that was, that was kind of hard, you know? Because um, that's what God does sometimes. It just kind of, like, explodes in depth, charges your life. Mm -hmm. um, and you can be left feeling, what was the point of all that? Man, I'm just, I'm one place, I was another place, what have I got left? It's really easy. And the thing is, it's really easy to stay in that place because as Pete says, that's a safe place, mm -hmm. right? You know you know the parameters of that place. You know where it starts and it finishes and it ends, right? But actually, it's that whole thing with the Holy Spirit that nothing is wasted. All the crap that I went through um, in the difficult periods of my life, all of that stuff translates into what I do now in a really positive way. Were it not for the walks that I've taken, 
when I speak to people about their walk, it would be meaningless. It would be ascending gone. There would be nothing behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'd never, if I'd never been bereaved, for example, um, I don't think that I would be able to speak to bereaved people in the way that I can speak to them. Because um, I know what that's like. I know what it feels like to be told the person that you loved yesterday isn't there anymore today. Just mm-hmm. boom, just like that. And to have your entire world turned around mm-hmm. in 30 seconds. The whole world is different and will never be the same again. Um, I didn't get that before that happened to me. And I think that's what we always have to remember as people of faith. You know, and that's maybe what we have to take with us. Mm-hmm. You know, going forward, because the light's at the end of the tunnel. We're going to come into the light really soon now. It's, it is coming. It's coming. And as the sun shines on this summer, we're going to see, begin to see coronavirus in the rear view window. And it's going to happen. And it's going to happen because a whole lot of people have worked together to make it happen. But maybe we need to look back in that time. And, and we might be asking ourselves, look, what was the point of all that? But remember, there are years left to come. There's experiences and people left to meet conversations yet to be had and all of that stuff that might be used that might be the comment that sets somebody in a different path and you've got to thank god for that i know because that's it because i think it's i think i think part of being resilient is he's been able to kind of look in look into the pain face the pain you Mm -hmm. know but don't let it don't let it define you don't let it chain you and it's been able to kind of break away from the kind of bonds that it can have to be able to kind of like, right, well, I'm looking into it, I'm facing it, I'm feeling it, but I'm, I'm going through. And, and, and it has been able to use it. And there has been, like, because there's definitely been times, like, recently, actually, that you think, all oh, right, right, I know why that's happened. You know, I know why that's happened. I can use that. I can use it. It changes you. You know, like like Peter was like so changed. You know, you know he, he was never going to be the same man again after what happened, but he was able to use that experience for like to, you know, to do something absolutely amazing. It's, uh, but I think that's that's as it's part of being was but but we have to be able to work our way through it. You know, can I just say I thought can I read Fiona's prayer because. I think it, it sums up something of what we've been saying. You don't mind me reading it, Fiona, instead of you reading it. Go for it. She, said, she writes, um, When will the chains be broken, O oh God? When will hurt people stop hurting others? When will the wealthy stop exploiting the poor? When will white supremacy recognise itself in the mirror, repent and work for justice across the globe? We do not like breaking things, God of wholeness, We like things to be neat and tidy and perfect, but some things need to be broken. Unseen, unacknowledged chains of pain, oppression, injustice, hopelessness, these do not deserve to remain intact. Whilst hearts, homes and futures break under their weight, give us curiosity, that word again, creating God to notice the chains that bind and give us courage, sustaining God, to speak truth to power, and give us compassion, redeeming God, to love the brokenhearted back to life, and give us the humility, merciful God, to start with ourselves. It kind of says it all, doesn't it, really? Mm-hmm. It kind of says it all. Um, you've, you've got to break you've got to slay the sacred cows and you've, you've got to move forward without them and, you know, stop building up your wee, your wee boxes and your wee houses and your wee walls and break them down and just let the Holy Spirit just blow through you. Pete, you'll know this feeling. You know that feeling when you're singing to people and you know the spirit of God's in you because it's like an, a rushing wind through you, isn't it, Albert? Remember? Absolutely, absolutely. Remember that. You, you, you're standing there and there's you and you just feel that spirit of God and your voice is no top and no bottom. 
and the guitar just feels like, like butter in your hands. There's nothing like that, but it's the same in our lives. It must be the same in your preaching, Laura and Fiona. Must be the same thing. It's that bit where suddenly you fly. God's in there. And and that's that, by the way, people, is where we are headed. That's where we're headed, right? Which, you know, absolutely, I believe that. And I'm thinking, I'm going to finish with this, but next week, start with the theme, we've got a new theme, the parable of social distancing. And the, the, the whole idea of that is eventually to bring us to the place where we start with expectancy, to see what God is going to do with holy, with holy distancing, the, the, the parable of social distancing. But what about the parable of holy distancing, that God might be doing this to renew the church and renew his community and to renew his church with people who are not in buildings anymore, but are living out the faith in their everyday life and their walkabout life. And I think that's one of the most powerful ideas that we can go away thinking about, you know, tonight. Um, that God's at work in our world. We are walking in the light, the light of, of God. God. We are walking in the light of God. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I'm wondering if I can ask Pete to just uh, to sing us out tonight and then we'll just go up with the with the 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 the, the final rollout with the lay put up the, the weekly review final close down. But a big thank you to everyone. Thank you to you, Fiona, for joining us tonight and for sharing to you, Laura Dagen, for being with us again and to you, Ian Jimison, and to Ray as our technical uh, supporter behind the weekly review. And above all, to you, Pete Cochran, for singing for us. And if you've got a song to sing us out tonight with, that would be great. Uh, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure to be here. Um, it's, it's good to see everybody. Um, I'll play this. I haven't played this since we've probably recorded it, so apologies if it sounds bad, but it seems, uh, it seems quite appropriate. One day at a time, keep holding.
Oh, that song was so good. Well done, Pete. That was lovely. 